0: Transformed in my plans. Question number one on page 37. What are some of your biggest worries growing up?
1: Getting good grades. (laughs)
0: Getting good grades. I think
2: that was everybody.
0: (laughs) Getting good grades. Everybody's worried about my goals. Anybody else have other things that they were other than good grades?
3: Make my parents you
0: know, proud. To be truly really honest, um,
2: looking really good and um, fitting
0: in. Okay. You know, when I was younger. I was looking three, good and fitting in. That was fitting Looking
2: forward to getting out of
0: school? Yeah. i be <laughs> mm.
4: Making your parents
1: proud.
0: Making your parents proud. Okay. Some people are getting out of school. <laughs> yeah,
4: they yeah, are not a school.
0: Okay, let's look at the Bible Meets Life on page 38 please.
1: Anxiety is a multi-billion dollar business in our country. Even my dog is on anxiety, anti-anxiety medications.
2: <laughs> every,
1: time a storm, every time a storm rolls in, he completely panics until we can get his medicine down the hatch. We are a people full of worry and fear. We fear a dreaded diagnosis, diagnosis of a loss of a job. We worry about our children's health, education, and the choices they make. Worry keeps us up at night and sometimes sends us to the doctor for a host of medical problems, all of which lead back to more worry. I've found that telling a chronic worrier to stop worrying is like telling someone struggling with anorexia to simply start eating. The issue goes far deeper. Thankfully. Transformation begins when we're exposed to the truth. Jesus gives us the truth, the solution to our fears and worries. When we grow in our understanding of the nature of God, our faith will grow as well, and our worries.
0: Okay. Okay. Anybody have their dog on Auntie <laughs> <with> whatever medication? No <laughs>
2: anxiety medication anti
0: yeah. Auntie anxiety medication. I <laughs> uh, Didn't know the dogs got it too.
2: Yes, they do. They get. they. But the yeah. and lightning, they get diabetes too. Yeah. yeah. Did you see
0: the picture this week about uh, little yeah. Prince George feeding his dog ice cream?
2: Did you see that? No, it was on the news. Oh, yeah. uh,
0: little George turned three, and they had all these pictures of him, and there was one feeding his dog ice cream, and then everything went off the hook. They said, "No, oh, you shouldn't give dog ice cream, it'll kill them, and, and so on <laughs> so <laughs> and so forth. And there were all kinds of, all kinds of things all over our social media. Uh, but I didn't know that, that ice cream can kill a dog. I didn't know it
4: either. Because it they are, they are, uh, <laughs> what's that? Chocolate tin. Chocolate tooth? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fast dog. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Okay. So that was news yeah. to me. They say cheese for some too, but then a friend of mine
0: gives her dog cheese all the time. They, they love it. Love mm. it. <laughs> I
2: guess it depends.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. The point. What's the point of the lesson?
2: God is able to aid. provide
0: all I need. We believe that?
2: Yes, yes he does. Does. Some people
0: don't believe that, you know.
2: Oh, yes, he does.
0: And what's strange is some Christians don't believe that.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, whenever they have a need to get better out of and they get these, they have to go look for the anti-anxiety medication. Okay? <laughs> because they don't believe that God is able to provide all I need. <laughs> then it's 23.
1: Mm. The Lord
0: is your shepherd. Mm. They don't believe that. What? Okay. The uh, Before we look at the passages, we get uh Matthew six twenty-five to 30. But before we look at that, I want you to consider the setting uh, that Jesus is speaking in, in terms of Matthew 20, Matthew chapter 6. Jesus has gathered his disciples on a mountainside and taught them the essentials for living as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Is that important? Yes. It's important for us to know the essentials of how to live as citizens of heaven, right? Yes. Because you've got some Christians who don't know that. you realize that? Yes. There are Christians who don't know that. After teaching his disciples about the proper attitude toward wealth and possessions, he moved on to give them careful instructions about worry. Everybody have a tendency to worry at some point or another. And so way back in Jesus' day, his disciples had the same problem as we have today. They worried. Jesus urged them to turn their backs on Freddie and to trust God completely to provide everything they would need. Turn your backs on fretting and trust God to provide every single need for every single need that you have. Is that something that it's easy to do? No, No, because we live among people who are always fretting, right? Yes. And we have a tendency to sympathize with them and end up fretting like them too.
2: Yeah. Isn't that so?
0: Child, I know what you're going through. I understand. (laughs)
2: Then
0: you end up in the same boat that they're in. Okay, let's look at what the Bible has to say. Matthew chapter 6, somebody read verse 25 to 30 on page 39, please. This is why
2: I tell you, don't worry about your life. Which you will eat or which you will drink about your body? Which you will wear? Is it like more than food and the body more than food? Yes, it is. How much weight it? Oh, raise your right 30. Oh. Look at the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather in the Yet I have the found to them. Are you wearing more than they? Yes. Can any of you add a single cube to his to height? His by worry. You. By why do you worry about clothes? Then how the land has wild flowers of the field They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you, not that not even Solomon in all his splendour was adorned like one of these. If that's how God close, if that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the frame tomorrow. Only goes <laughs> much more
0: for you, you are Amen. So, in Jesus' day, as much as in the world today, the bare essentials of food and clothing what a daily worry for people living in that time just as it is today nothing has changed
2: right. when it comes to what
0: people worry about same thing people worried about back then they're worrying about today and so jesus uh was cautioning his disciples and all those who were listening not to worry about the bare essentials of life the basic necessities of life Even so, Jesus told each person not to worry about their life nor their body. In doing so, he helped his disciples take hold of the bedrock truth. Their Heavenly Father had given them bodies and had breathed life into them. Because he created them, they could trust him to care not only for them, but about them therefore they could depend on him to provide whatever bare or basic essentials they needed in their daily lives and we are in the same boat today aren't we yes god wants us to trust him to provide for all that we need and not panic when we seem to be running low or running out you know i uh the people that i work for are indians of Indian descent. And they, they easily panic. They're easy to panic. Mm-hmm. If uh, something seems to get out of work, Ooh, they panic and, and they start to, up. they run for the anxiety and the anxiety medication. <laughs> okay? Uh, but, and I, I've learned to be able to deal with that and to sort of calm them down. No, 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 it's not that bad. You don't work with that. It's, this, 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 that. Okay? But there are people like that in our world today, and they are, they are Catholics. Okay, so that even compounds the issue. <laughs> you know, the, the mother's always asking me, Mr. Pierce, could you please pray? my daughter would find a husband <laughs> I said yeah I'll drink for one one time you know the Indians what they do is they advertise for husbands because you know, they have they still have arranged marriages right and so they advertise for husbands and one time uh, the wife was telling me she said you know uh, we were driving going out to do some business one day she said you know uh, I was uh, put an ad out the other day and this was a normal thing because I went to the lawyer's office their lawyer's office and when I, went, I was talking, to one of the ladies, she said, boy, we saw the papers, the Indian papers. You see all the ads that they had in there. But people asked So she, she said that she found this, this, uh, this ad that said that uh, the, the, the mother was advertising for a wife for her son. And um, she sounded, you know, it sounded like the fellow was, uh, you know, he had pretensions. So she called the lady. And um, the lady said, um, is she a Christian? And uh, and she said, um, Yes, uh, Roman Catholic. She said, The lady's response was, She need to get rid of Mary first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I said,
0: Wow. Of course, you know, a lot of different denominations fall into that Christian category, right? It's not always the Roman Catholics are categorized as Christian. All right? And so when the lady, and of course, the, based on everything that was said, it sounded like the woman was not. Catholic. She was probably evangelical Christian. Mm-hmm. Alright, so she said, You devilish, you need to get rid of Mary first. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Of course, that was kind of sacrilegious, you <laughs> know. Yeah. get rid of Mary? <laughs> no! But some people like have those arranged marriages,
2: <laughs> have children,
0: and then they Yeah, many of them are arranged. Now, they have, a, they have a daughter and a son. The son did not arranged marriage. Okay, these marriages are Russian you know he lives in the UK you know the daughter uh, that's a different story (laughs) question number two on page 40
1: what's your initial reaction to these verses
0: okay when you read these verses for the first time or when you look at these verses what is your immediate reaction to what Jesus is saying you worry too much about things oh, yeah. You life. worry too much. All okay, all right. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes. In. Why? Why do we worry so much? When God says you don't have to worry about this, you don't have to worry about because I'll take care of it. If the lilies of the field are so adorned and so beautiful, how much more will I take care of you? You know. And so God says, don't worry so much. So that's that's one of the first things that that stand out. Okay, let's look at the paragraphs on page uh, forty.
4: In Matthew 6.25, Jesus asked, Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? The real purpose of life is not in having enough food and the best clothing, that's just existing. When we trust God for the daily incidents of life, we'll find more room to engage in our ultimate purpose, loving others and serving God. Unfortunately, Murray often sidetracks us from kingdom living. In fact, We can get so caught up worrying over the daily provisions of life that we miss out on life itself. Need a reminder of why we don't need to worry? Look no further than your own backyard. My wife and I love to sit on our back porch early in the morning. Every summer we welcome hummingbirds to our backyard. I am mesmerized watching the rapid flutter of their tiny wings as they feed. Without a doubt, God the Father has provided for them. And Jesus said, we are much more valuable than any bird. In verse 27, Jesus reminded us how useless worry really is. He asked, Can any of you add a single cubit to his height by worrying? Worry won't add anything to our lives, but it can take away things, take things away. Worry can destroy us emotionally, physically and spiritually. Jesus closed verse 30 by calling those who worry, you of little faith. When we remain focused on the person or problem instead of focusing on the one who provides, we step away from faith and into worry. This means worry is more than a bad habit. It's a barometer of your faith. A steady diet of proof will increase your faith, which will allow you to win the battle against worry.
0: Okay, so look at that last paragraph again. See that?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: When we remain focused on the person or problem instead of focusing on the one who provides, what do we do?
2: Step away from faith.
0: We step away from faith and into worry. worry. So we know how we get into worrying, right?
1: We take our eyes of Christ.
0: We take our eyes the one who we should have uh, keep our eyes on. Mm-hmm. Okay, question number three.
1: How do you how do we know when we've crossed the line from reasonable concern to a powerful worry?
0: Okay. When it how do affects us
1: physically, spiritually, and emotionally.
0: Okay, okay, when it begins to, to affect point? you spiritually, physically, and emotionally. And of course that, that last paragraph tells us, right? Yes. How how it happens, right?
1: Yeah, take act off.
0: Okay, let's look at the other verses, on, uh, verses 31 to 32. Oh, we move from 31 to 32. Um, before we get to 31 to 30. Okay, yeah, let's go. Let's look at 31 and 32. So don't worry,
2: <laughs> saying, What will you eat, or what will you drink, or what will you wear, for that now shalt easily see all these things. And not every
0: father knows that he knew Okay, so in verse 31, Jesus issues a serious challenge. Don't worry. That's a serious challenge. Don't worry. Now, is that something that's easy to do in our world that we live in? Yeah, it is. Why? Because
2: you can worry about it. Part,
0: uh, one, okay, one, the human nature Or the nature of the person who doesn't know God Basically human nature right? Yeah. right Because we all have tends to worry But look at look at what's happening around the world today yeah. Terrorism, right? Yeah. Now doesn't that increase the potential to worry? Uh, you know, you're, you're afraid um, the, the, uh, You know, all kinds of things are happening The police are on edge yeah. All over the United States right now Yeah. Okay, the, the least little flinch you make you know, you, Before, yeah, you know, July. you remember the fell in Florida? There was the last one was the fella in Florida who was taking care of an autistic boy. Yeah. And uh, the police looked, somebody called the police and said this fellow had a gun and he was playing with a toy truck. 24 year old was 20, yeah, 24 year old autistic boy, non verbal. And his therapist was taking care of him. And the police came and they pointed their big guns at him and and the fellow raised, he's laid on the ground with his hands up in the air. You know, showing that he doesn't have a weapon. And they still
4: shoot him. And
0: he got shot. And he said, when he asked, now his words were, when he asked the police, why did you shoot me? The police said, I don't know. Because the police are on edge right now. They're on edge. They believe they're they under attack. Okay, so when we look at all that, and then the young man, the what, this 18-year-old young man in Germany, who yeah. got upset and started shooting people? Killed nine people? Injured 27 people? Um, that just happened on it. Friday? Friday.
4: Friday, yeah.
0: Friday. And then it goes on and on and on. And the fellow in the truck who ran all those people down on Independence Day in France again? It's, so it's, it's kind of difficult to, to live in this world and not worry, right? Yes. But God says that we, we don't have to worry because He ta- he, has, he takes care of us. So Jesus' serious challenge is, "Don't worry." In truth, we have no better choice than to give up on worry because God has got our backs, right? Yes. Being disciplined enough to turn on our turn our backs on worry requires us to take one step of discipleship another further, one step of discipleship after another. In other words, we need to take one discipleship step after another. You know like a baby takes one step, two steps, that's what we need to do it. One step after another in discipleship. One of the first steps toward putting worry behind us involves changing what we allow to occupy our minds. Changing what we allow to fill our minds up. Okay, that's the first step. What do you allow your minds to be focused on? Okay, what do you allow your minds to dwell on? That's the first step that needs to be changed. When we worry, we focus only on what we need. When we don't have it or see it coming into view, we become anxious about whether we will ever, whether it'll ever come our way. Okay, so that's walking by? Walking by sight, right? When we don't see it coming our way, we get anxious. That's walking by sight, right? You got to see it. by faith faith, is not desiring to see it or not having to see it to be able to trust God okay so the first step is that we clear our minds of all the things that everybody else is thinking about that cause them to worry okay let's look at question number four
1: what tends to keep
0: you up at night husband (laughs) 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 okay (laughs) <laughs> okay, but sorry that's us. But what else does it keep us up at night? Children. Right? Children. Children.
4: Finances. Worry.
0: Worry? Keep you up at night, okay. Finances. Finances, your job. Job. <laughs> huh?
4: Health,
0: Health issues. Health issues. A lot of things keep people up at night, right?
2: Yeah.
0: And then if you got neighbors who like the party, it's right. a oh, lot of wow. music that keeps you up all night, yeah. right? <laughs> the neighbors of course street from the other. Had a I had a party yesterday, and then I saw, we were sitting in the living room, we were all this clanking, clank clank clank. So I looked out the window and I saw them sitting in the tent. I said, Oh Lord. <laughs> Oh, Lord, I hope. Long night. And unfortunately, they didn't have any loud music. Oh, and yeah, that was good. Yeah. Well, when, you know, whenever they have functions, they don't have, but they live in the back of me on the other street oh, behind me. And they turned that volume up. And I, we had to call the police several times when they had the, the last party. And uh, my wife called the police about three or four times. I called the police. And the police said, oh, yeah, we're dealing with another situation over <laughs> on the other street. When we're done with them, they're going to come yeah. over like you. Yeah. And when they finally came, uh, I heard the lady said, you uh, you could hear lady loud. This is my yard. I can do whatever I want in my yard. Yeah. I said, oh no, boy. Police <laughs> having problems.
4: No, we don't mention
0: your name. Huh? But they don't know who called. No, they don't know who
4: called. <laughs> yeah, they
0: don't know who called. You know, but, but you know, and, and, and that, it's, so, it's it's at those times when I pray that BEC would shut the power off. That's when I really pray for the power to go off. Or for the rain to come. When the police leave. They still turn it off. Yeah, when the police leave, they turn yeah, the it back up. Yeah. Okay, uh, what else keeps us up all night? Dogs,
2: barking saying. Mm-hmm. Barking
0: dogs. Okay. Syrinx. When have you been successful in walking away from worry? This is an alternative question. When have you been successful in walking away from worry?
2: that I take my mind off what I'm worried about. Well, that's a good one, okay?
0: (laughs) When you take your mind off what you're worrying about, when you refocus, okay? Same thing?
3: Yes, I I was going to say, God God tells us in Philippians 4, 8, exactly what we should keep our minds switched on to. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Okay. Then he promises the next thing. Mm. When you do that, and the things you've learned, excuse me, it's in the verse ahead of that, that as we give these things to the Lord, instead of worrying, we pray about them, then the peace of God will surpass, which surpasses all time. All understanding. Mm-hmm. Will guard your hearts, your minds, and grace Jesus' soul. He tells us in Philippians 4, really 6 through 8, how to deal with worry.
0: Good. That's a checklist. It's a checklist for dealing with worry. It tells us what to, what to keep your minds on so that you can keep your minds off other things. Okay, let's look at the uh, paragraphs on page 41 then.
1: God knows what you need. What an amazing concept that the creator of the universe knows everything about you. As David wrote in Psalms 139, you know when I sit down and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from far away. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all my ways. Verse two and three. God is our loving father, and he seeks to work on our behalf. When we worry, we're doing more than allowing a little fear into our hearts. We're failing to trust that God, in His love, will act on what He knows. Notice what Jesus said in verse 32. The idolaters eagerly seek all these things. What does idolatry have to do with worry? The answer is that idolatry means placing anything above Christ. Therefore, we are in danger of idolatry when we overvalue the things of this world to the point where they drive us to lose our trust in God, where they drive us to worry. For example, staying up at night worrying about our finances could be a symptom that we are placing too much value on material things. In other words, worry replaces the lordship of Christ in my life with that undue focus on people or possessions we overvalue. Worry reveals an inability to trust God with those very people and possessions. It's worth repeating. Knowing and resting in the nature of our God is the key to living a transformed life. The opposite of resting is running, which is what our are doing when they chase after external things like food, drink, and clothing. All of us have a choice when it comes to worry. We can choose to run after the things of this world, but we can't take the approach of having faith and trusting God. One path leads to losing everything. The other path leads to God's amazing provision, both spiritually and physically.
0: Okay, now I want you to look at, consider some of the main points in that paragraph. One is God knows what you need. Do we believe that? Yes. God knows exactly what you need. All right? What an amazing concept that the creator of the universe knows everything about you. Every single thing about you, God knows. We need to keep that in mind. The second point comes from the paragraph is, notice what Jesus said at verse 32. The idolaters eagerly seek all these things. What does idolatry have to do with worry? The answer is that idolatry means putting anything above Christ. Worshipping things is what the idolater does. And then the third thing we note from the paragraph is, it's worth repeating, knowing and resting in the nature of God is the key to living a transformed life. And then the fourth thing is, all of us have a choice when it comes to worry, don't we?
2: Yes,
0: we do. Yeah, we can choose to worry or not worry, right? That's right. So we all have a choice. We can choose to run after the things this of this world, or we can take the approach of having faith and trusting God. Okay, so we do have a choice when it comes to worry. Okay, let's look at the final paragraph then, uh, page uh, um, Matthew 6:33, 34, last two verses.
2: Right
0: oh. now. Wait, thirty nine. Thirty nine versus
2: thirty three and
0: thirty-four. But say Christ the kingdom of God and his
2: guidance. And all these things will be provided to you. Therefore, we'll worry about tomorrow. Because tomorrow will worry for tomorrow we'll worry about yourself. Each guy has enough
0: problem on his own boy. Okay. It's amazing how The days are so filled with trouble, we don't really get the point that each day of its own, we never travel to its own. (laughs) That's right. Okay? But Jesus taught. Yeah, so you know how to go looking for it. It comes looking for you. (laughs) Trouble always comes looking for you. You know, my sister called me yesterday and said, oh, you know, um, my brother was in a fight and he got his thumb broken. I said, well, that's what happens when you have a hard mouth. (laughs) You know, um, he's very loud and he's very aggressive and you can't say anything to him without him. You know, you know, I, I said, "Well, you know, as you live. He says, yeah, I had to take him to the hospital and get his thumb all cast up. And then I said, okay, he learned from that one. Okay, but each day, the point is, each day has enough trouble of its own. Okay, so we don't need to go making trouble when it's already there. But notice what Jesus said. One of the things Jesus taught in, in verse 33. He taught that instead of chasing after possessions, believers should seek first, the kingdom of god okay instead of chasing after possessions we should seek first the kingdom of god the first thing our highest priority must go must be to grow as citizens of god's kingdom the highest priority disciples give themselves to knowing the lord as the first thing yielding daily to his control is the second thing And then learning how to live according to his ways is a third thing that disciples do. We also must trust him to strengthen us with his power and to provide us with the resources needed to serve him well. God never gives us a job without giving us what we need to do that job well. He never does. Okay, if God has given you a job to do, you can guarantee He's going to give you everything that you need to get that job done well, so that you don't have to worry about how this is going to be done or how that is going to be done. Okay? And so followers of Jesus also see God's righteousness. Now we live in a world where there's so much unrighteousness, isn't it? We call it corruption. So much corruption going on in our world. And so followers of Jesus Christ need to seek God's righteousness. By seeking righteousness Jesus implied that growing disciples nourish an eagerness to reflect God's character and godly traits. That's what we should always do. You know it's a sad thing when Christians are are accused of being like other people in the world. It's sad because we ought to have a character of Christ. And when people look at us, they should see Christ in us, the hope of glory, and not nothing else. But it's sad when they see something else. And so Jesus is talking a lot here about discipleship and what is required of a discipleship in these verses in terms of godly character. Um, they also have to take the form of, uh, we also have to exhibit wisdom. And we find wisdom where? In God's Word. The more we read the Word of God, the more we learn wisdom, right? Okay, let's look at the paragraphs on page 42. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus pointed to what should be the main priority of our lives. His kingdom and His righteousness. The key word in this passage is first. What we do first says a lot about us. It tells whom we trust and what we value most. What we do first will affect every other aspect of our busy lives. That being the case, Jesus simplified our lives for us. Seek him, pursue him, his righteousness before all other things. Give him first place in all things and experience the mystery of his provision. I have seen the benefits of this approach in my own life. When I put Christ first, I am a better husband, a better dad, a far better friend. I am a better man and a better, and a far better disciple of my Lord Jesus. Here are four keys to seeking Christ first each day. One, give Him the first part of your day for reading His Word. Two, consider his ways first in all decisions. Three, give him the first portion of your resources. And four, place the advancement of his kingdom first over any other kingdoms. We do not, we don't know what will happen tomorrow. So we often fear what the future holds. Planning or preparing for tomorrow is time well spent. But worry over tomorrow is time wasted. Such worry can keep us from taking advantage of, of the opportunities God has for us today. Jesus didn't sugarcoat the reality about tomorrow. Our tomorrows will have challenges, but God's grace is sufficient. I'm not sure what I will face, but I am sure of the one I will face it with. That's enough. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen.
2: Before,
0: mm-hmm. Number four. Before, yeah. Place the advancement of his kingdom first. Over any other kingdoms.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Well, that's like putting uh, put anything else before God's kingdom. We have plans sometimes and we, our plans don't include the kingdom of God. Okay. And that's what it's talking about. Notice it doesn't just say kingdom; It says kingdoms. So people, there are people who have all kinds of different kingdoms in the, now they don't consider them kingdoms, yeah. but that's the, that's what they amount to because they are placed before God's kingdom. They have their little realms and their little rulerships that set up in their lives that uh, no one wants, they, they don't want anyone to interfere with. These are those are characterized as little kingdoms. And so he says, place the advancement of God's kingdom. Okay, some people have a kingdom of, of investments. Kingdom of finances. Kingdom of career. And they have a tendency to put all those things first. Before God's kingdom. You know when I get my, my career all, all, all sorted out. Then I'll turn to God and, and, and start worshipping. Or when I get old and, and feeble. And, and I've done all that I want to accomplish. Then I'll look at God's kingdom. Those are some of the things that people have in their minds. Okay. And so that's why it says kingdoms. So we place the advancement of his kingdoms First over any other kingdom. Jesus first. Remember that little pin? When mm-hmm. Brother the Frankie Pinder was here, he used to be giving out those little pins that says Jesus first. I don't know how many of you got them. But he, he always had those little pins that says Jesus first. That people put on their lapels or on their little uh, stuff. But that's the whole idea of B.I. number four. Jesus first. Before all the other kingdoms. Okay, question number five, last question. What steps can we take to increase our trust in God?
3: Um, two things that are for- foremost for me are to use any thought of worry or anxiety, use it as a signal to pray.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So pray instead of worry. And secondly, rehearse God's faithfulness and his perfect track record in
2: your
3: life. And that causes you to have renewed hope and trust in God or whatever
0: it is that's lying before you. Amen. Okay. And that all hymn that we always mentioned, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. That's what for me when it comes to worry. Because I think about all that God has done, and when I think about all the blessings, there's no need to worry.
2: Okay, so when we walk in, when we
0: walk in the light of His glory. What a glory He sheds on our way. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. You know, when we were living in in, in Jacksonville, Florida, that was one of the favorite hymns of of the assembly that we sang of every Sunday, trust and obey, but there's no other way. Okay, let's look then at uh, how we can apply this as we wrap it up here. Uh, remember the point, God is able to provide all, we, all I need. That's the point of, uh, of the whole lesson. Uh, live out. What steps will you take to reject the pull of worry this week? Consider the following suggestions. Take a walk. Step aside and observe the natural <coughs> world. As you do, consider how God provides for his creation. Reflect on how valuable you are to God. Believe he will take care of you creation itself tells you how you know how much we can trust God you know things are not falling apart in terms of creation okay and then the second point is look back make a list of different times in the past when God provided what you needed be specific about the situations and circumstances of that provision and spend some time in prayer to thank God for his care reflect again And then the the, the third one is seek first. Take a practical step to seek first God's kingdom by waking up 30 minutes earlier than usual. Use the extra time to read God's word, pray, and seek his direction for the day to come. Okay, so that's some good steps that we can take to put this particular session or this teaching into a practical application in our daily lives this coming week and beyond. It's natural to feel anxious about the many dangers and complications in the world today. That's natural. It's normal to feel worried about the troubles in our own lives. Yet our, perspe- our response to those feelings is critical. Choose to turn aside from worry and anxiety when they come. Because God can provide all you need. Amen? Father, we thank you and praise you today for the belief that we have that you can provide and you will provide for our needs, as well as the needs of every member in this class here today and those who are absent. We ask, O oh Father, that you will give us the strength to rely on your provision in the days and weeks to come. Bless our time in your presence today. We pray for the service to come and your man's servant as he brings the word as all those, as well as all those who will be ministering alongside him. Get glory for yourself. We pray as we give you thanks in Jesus name and all God's people said, Amen. 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 The Lord bless you.